0: This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by RX Bar. RX Bar's core ingredients do all the talking. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds with no BS. Learn more right now by visiting rxbar.com/rotl, and by Mac Weldon. Mac Weldon is better than whatever you're wearing right now. To find out why, go and visit macweldon.com.
1: Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going?
0: Merlin, mm-hmm. John, 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 Happy,
1: jeez, November. Yeah, it's fall now. Oh. It's fall. It's autumn, also. Mm. Uh, punk, pumpkins, pumpkins everywhere, as, mm-hmm. as the song goes. Gourds, gourds, gourds. Uh, just, uh, just sitting here, just sitting here. I mean, that's the end. The end.
0: Well, you know, I don't like to talk about the show on the show. Yeah. But with that said, everything that's in the show is in the show. Sure. Are
1: you on your new old computer? I am. I'm in my new old room. <gasps> in my new old computer not my new old bedroom my new old studio room You're kidding In my new old computer which I just 2 minutes ago set up for this and uh I've got I've got there's a little bit of an awkwardness because I've got a table and the table's not big enough for the computer <laughs> Is like a and card, like a card table. No, I mean, it's a table, but it's, it's wide, it's, it's long, but it's not wide. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's not like it's not big enough, but if I put it on the table, then I can't see past to the computer. It would just be me and the, and the computer. Mm-hmm. And so I got a little table, like a, like a little cocktail table that I put on the side of the big table to put the monitor so that I can kind of look down sort of like, sort of like the, the, um. Master control program in Tron. Okay. Oh, where, so
0: your your big CPU iMac unit is on
1: the secondary table. It's on the side, right? Ooh, doggy. And then on the on the table is only the <laughs> wireless uh, Logitech um, Sunshine powered mm-hmm. keyboard that you turned me on to. Uh, but the problem is, I don't like using a wireless mouse. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it. I so feel like it doesn't like feel right to you. No, I just feel like it's an offense to nature. Mm-hmm. Like a wireless keyboard is just as God intended, but a wireless mouse? It's not really a mouse anymore. No. It's I mean, like in the
0: analogy, I mean, part of what made it a mouse is it had a little tail on it. Thank
1: you. It's like mm-hmm. a farmer's wife cut off their tails with a carving knife. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty brutal. Well, no, I can't unsee that. So, I like a wired mouse, but mm-hmm. the problem with that is... I also don't want an offshore mouse, Mm. like a mouse that looks like it was made for a PC. Oh, oh, I see. This might be a little bit of mouse racism, but I don't want a Logitech mouse. I don't want a mouse that's got lots of buttons. I don't like a mouse with a spinner ball.
0: You would not like my Logitech mouse, because even though it is a baller mouse... Yeah, it it really it kind of looks like Ed Bagley Jr. designed a race
1: car, not in a, <laughs> not in a good way. Yeah, I don't I don't want a mouse that that where it looks like I'm at a nail salon getting you know my <laughs> like manicure. Uh-huh. I don't want a mouse no. that looks like a koi pond. <laughs> you want a mouse that want looks to, like, a, like a gentleman's mouse. A gentleman's mouse, and I have a nice Apple mouse that uh-huh. I like that came with some ancient computer. It's like. It's basically clear plastic. It probably came with a, with one of those uh, apples that was like a, like colored and looked like a gumdrop. All right, we say African American now. What what was that? What um, was that?
0: I just sent you my mouse. You can see the oh. Ed, Ed Bagley mouse.
1: All right, let me see this mouse here. Uh, I'm looking at it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, what's going on with that mouse? It's, it's pretty like, high tech. Uh, it's got a lot of uh, yeah. It's got a lot of affordances on it. So I was looking online at mice, mm-hmm. and I saw that a mouse touted somewhere. The MX Master. Like, the MX
0: Master is a go-to mouse.
1: I was like, what abomination is that? Yeah, it's really ugly. Uh, so anyway, but here's the thing. Yeah. My little Apple mouse, which is, which is clear like crystal... Uh, and only has, as far as I can tell, it only does one thing. Mm-hmm. Just it just moves. Well, it does two things. It moves around and it clicks. It has one way of clicking. Uh, it's on a USB cord that is very short. Mm-hmm. It's it's not meant to be strung around. It's not probably not meant to go all the way to a side table. Right, and my side table is on the left for oh. ergonom for ergonomicables, and you're righty. And I'm a righty. So I want my mouse to stretch all the way over to the other side of the big table. And so I went on a quest for a extension USB cable, Mm -hmm. female to male Mm. on one end and male to female on the other. As as God intended. Mm -hmm. As God intended. And so that's right. um, God didn't make Adam and Adam and, and a, Ed. And, and, and Jeeves. <laughs> uh, so in my house, as you probably know, there are 40 bins full of uh, power cables, quarter-inch cables, Ugh. XLR cables.
0: Do you have any of those old uh, 30-pin <laughs> USB cables you used to use for your phone that you can't use anymore? Do you have a couple of those around? Oh, yeah, I
1: mm-hmm. do. I have I have some BlackBerry power cables. I have a lot of cables from LG phones. I have uh, printer cables. I have wall warts for every uh, distortion box ever manufactured by any manufacturer. I have Radio Shack equipment dating back to the 50s. I could, I could, I could make a back crystal. Was literally in a shack. <laughs> I could make a crystal <laughs> radio set out of the cables I have. Uh, and so I'm like, I will not go to the store or log on to Amazon for this simple cable, I will find it in my archives, hmm. my cable archives, mm. <laughs> and, and I spent the equivalent of the man hours that they used to build the Panama Canal looking for a, what seemed to me to be a simple cable that everyone should have. It and
0: seems so intuitive. There's got to be one of those around. And there is not. There never is. I've got things from the 90s. I've got five
1: of something from the 90s, and I've got like one of those in the entire edifice, and I can never find it. I think it's red. I think it's it's a very important cable. I have a million USB on one side, FireWire on the other side. Yeah, yeah. That's I don't when know the, Remember when
0: they made you change, Sean? Remember when they made you change from the 30-pin oh, USB yeah. adapter? Remember you had to get all new cables? Oh, yeah. And you had to get an extra
1: set because you go to different places. You remember that? I remember. Do you remember
0: how frustrating that was?
1: It was frustrating. Yeah. Well, so I went on Amazon, and I was like, okay, fine. I'm defeated. Like, ev- like every time we go to Amazon, it's like, fine. You, you got me again. Mm-hmm. You got me, Bezos. Go ahead and, you know, go ahead and take my money, build another magic dirigible that you won't even show the rest of us.
2: <laughs> There's a reason
1: he's, he's laughing all the time. He's flying around in dirigibles, and they have cloaking devices. He's not even sharing the fun with us. No. We, we, can't, we can't even see what he's showing off. If I were... Uh, listen, I've said if I were Elon Musk enough times that there ought to be an acronym for it. I-I-E-M. Mm-hmm. I-I. E- or, e- I-I-W-E-M. Oh, no. I- M. E- M. Mm-hmm. I-W-E-M. E-W-E-M. Would you get a dirigible? <laughs> I would have had a dirigible a long time ago, but not just a dirigible. I would have done a scale not a scale i would have done a two scale reproduction of the hindenburg minus the swastikas Mm -hmm. (laughs) decked it out even nicer Mm -hmm. you know just like decked it out really nicely would you have like tea service and stuff like that oh for sure white Mm. glove service and then here's the thing i wouldn't use it to to go places i would just park it off the coast and it would be my apartment oh no it question would, about it. It would be like a tree house without a tree. Yeah, it would just... Sky floor. So Sky floor. Does, does Elon live in San Francisco or or L.A.? Or somewhere like else?
0: I, you know what? I don't know the answer to that. It's going to drive our listeners nuts, but I, I feel like he must... Well, I'm sure he has more than one. Well, I'm not sure. One imagines he has more than one home. But I'll, I'll bet he's got something in Silicon Valley.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's got something a where he bumper. lives in a tube. I'll bunker somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, actually, I started thinking about this, not connected to Elon, who obviously has enough. You know, he's building a, a super high speed train to space, so mm-hmm. he's he's busy. I thought about this when I was interacting with the orbit of that um, like preppy bro that started Snapchat. Right, rich young kid with a rich lawyer dad who's like just sort of a beach bum starts this thing. Now he's got a billion dollars and, and he's, um, and, and something like a hundred thousand pairs of glasses that he can't move. (laughs) Lol. (laughs) lowercase lol. (laughs) Um, but he did a smart thing with his money. I thought, which was, he bought up the entire town of Venice, California. Now, even if his company tanks, at least he has all this real estate. I mean, he's became, he became the biggest real estate, uh, Company Is that true? Santa Monica. He owns so much land. He bought Santa Monica Airport. It's the only true wealth. Right. Mm-hmm. So, he just was, you know, like uh like rather than than just keep that money in sports football teams like Paul Allen. Well, Paul Allen also bought a bunch of real estate. I mean, mm-hmm. real estate, right? Mm-hmm. But so he's, you know, he's doing that thing of like young tech billionaire. He's doing a little bit smarter because he's buying real estate, but I'm sure he's rolling around Venice on a unicycle with six armed guards also on unicycles. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why wouldn't that kid buy have a Hindenburg built for himself? Park it right above and slightly off the coast of Venice and just sit there all day with those engines just can you imagine just how so relaxing
0: how relaxing it would be and like if you need to go somewhere maybe you want to get a bite it's something you don't have on the dirigible you want to go to like an in and out or something you just slowly lower it down
1: you hop you had out something, you had something to do in downtown LA and you would just like slowly <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> the shadow of your, your fucking <laughs> zeppelin just
0: I would be so in because 'cause I've always loved I've always loved forts. I've over my life I have created so many secret hideouts for myself. There was a time in junior high when I almost lived in the crawl space where I'd like I would like I had a whole like environment up there that I had created. You know, to what drink. what was your
1: best what was your best secret for?
0: Man, that is, was a is good it still one. A well, no, it's okay. It can be revealed now. It's been unsealed. But like yeah. circa eighth grade, when I was really at peak weirdo, um, I, at some point we got, you know, you get, you get a, uh, they, you don't really call it an attic. You call it a crawl space. And it's yeah. usually accessible vi- in Florida. You don't have basements. It's accessible uh, in the garage. There's usually like a little door you move. You get a ladder. You move this door aside and you can go up there and put your Christmas shit up there. Right. Um, and I'm not sure why this happened. Maybe we had a credit card with Sears, but we started getting lots of Sears things. We had Sears come out and install those. uh, It's like a door. You pull down a handle, and then folding steps come down, and you walk up, you ascend up into there. And I had made... That has got to be up there for me, excluding certain, like, you know, porno forts in the woods and stuff like that. That, To have that in-house, like, nearby... To have someplace you could go that was in your house but away from your house, it was like finding a secret room. It felt totally underutilized to me. Like, why would you just put Christmas ornaments up here? Like, you could you could bring Choose Your Own Adventure books and a 16-ounce bottle of Coke up there. It had a floor and,
1: and the roof was... It
0: kind of had a floor. It mostly had that pink, itchy insulation...
1: Between right. the beams. But that's I, sort of one reason you wouldn't.
0: But you know, but here's the other thing was when you're in eighth grade and you got Coke and Potato chips in a choose your own adventure book, you also have relatively unlimited time, especially if you don't do homework. Uh-huh. So you can really you can really plunge your resource. I'm just thinking like, you know, if you were to apply that, if you took that mindset with the budget of a Zeppelin.
1: Forget well, it. sure, <laughs> but I'm curious about this space. Did you put in a floor, or what? What? Uh, what did you stand I on? I don't remember what I did um,
0: because and you really weren't supposed to be up there. It troubled my family that I went up there. I wasn't doing anything like bad. I just right. didn't want to be around people. I think, right. I, I, think I would bring up a, a portable radio, and then I would have I had a little bookshelf. I put up there with with my books, and I would just mostly go up there to just be my, by myself and listen to Q105. And uh, Jeez that i i see i want to say that i put down boards but i can't imagine i had the uh, upper body strength to move boards up steps <laughs> i probably put down like a cardboard box or something
1: fashioned <laughs> fashioned fashion an sats chair between the uh, beams of the house there was a there was an apartment building here in seattle where a bunch of i used to work at a at a punk rock pizza parlor mm-hmm. and um a bunch of the pizza parlor people all moved in together into one sort of r- rickety old janky apartment building would you call it a squat Yeah. well they were paying rent okay okay um and it was one of those things where the nice bedroom uh, belonged to the responsible girl who was kind of the assistant manager and then the next bedroom belonged to you know the girl that worked hard and then the next bedroom was the lazy girl and her like like her, her incompetent no boyfriend, <laughs> her incompetent friend. No, the, and, and then uh, like there was a an actual stair, like a finished stair, up to an attic which was unfinished and had just um, no floor. It just had had uh, like you're saying insulation, but it was a proper stair up there. And so a couple of the dudes at the pizza parlor went in there and showed all this ingenuity and, and, uh, put all this effort and money into buying wood, nailing it down and building a floor in this apartment building where I think the rent for the whole thing was probably $400. Wow. And then all of a sudden they had, they built this like, cause it was an old building. So you could stand up up there. Um, it was it was a big big attic space. It was a proper not just bedroom. It was a ro- it was the whole top of the building. Wow, that sounds and like a flat. Had, it was a flat, and they had this incredible loft up there, uh, which they just constructed out of the air, as far as I could tell. And I think the arrangement was that they pay. You know, I don't know how much rent they paid because they invented the the room, but you know it was such a step up from my thing which was like hey is anybody sleeping on this couch tonight oh yeah um that i just i was i was in awe of it and, and they are probably to,
0: probably you know glad to have you a little bit out of the way
1: uh well they were glad to have them they none of none of them wanted me there after a very short period of time and and it was and that was that was a, ha- a house or a a, a a set of um a set of people that i I would, that was at a time when I was behaving just shamefully, mm. and so even when I think back at it, what should be wonderful memories of my like mid to late drug period um they're awful memories, and when that building eventually was torn down by a giant uh collection of backhoes and bulldozers, and replaced with a just skeezy new condo, eight story tall new condo. I, I rejoiced a little because it had because some of my bad memories were buried, buried in a hole. Yeah. <sighs> but I'm with you about the forts. Pro- problem is, we didn't have none of our places had good. Forts. Anywhere. No good forts.
0: You know, I feel like part of it is, I mean, obviously there's this one thing where like when you're a kid, and I would count, you know, being 14 is, you know, still being a kid. But, you know, when you're a kid, especially when you're a little kid, you're small, you can fit under the sink, you could go into the credenza. There's this, there's a certain appeal to like, I wonder if I could fit into that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, like, then you see these uh, photographs of, like, apartments in Hong Kong. I don't know if you've ever seen any of those photos of the inside of apartments in Hong Kong. But they're just, they're crazy. I mean, they're, like, a little bigger than, like, an airport bathroom and a family lives in them. And it's just completely crazy what people fit into these. I think there's something very appealing to a certain kind of introvert, weirdo personality about having a hidey hole.
1: Yes. Well, all I ever wanted was a secret room. hmm and I forget who I was talking to uh, uh but it was a friend who was having a house built oh oh, I know who it was. it was my good friend matt dresner uh, former bass player of the gits mm-hmm. uh he had he has just rebuilt his house it was you know it was he did a sort of gut renovation of it, and of course, the first question I asked was. Well, did you have a secret room installed? Mm -hmm. And on the face of it, his denial that he had a secret room built is the smart move. Right. Uh, If I did, I couldn't tell you. Right. You're not going to say like, yeah, want to know where the secret room is? It's behind the painting where the wall safe is. Like, Mm -hmm. you're not going to reveal it to just Mm -mm. any, you know, dumb purpose. Yeah. But I could tell in his reply that he he didn't have a secret room built because what he said was I talked to the contractor about a secret room, and it ended up that the bid to build a secret room would have been was prohibitively expensive.
0: I'll bet that's how they get you. I'll bet oh yeah. uh, they oh we got a live <laughs> one, right? Like yeah. we this I see this guy coming a mile off. He's gonna want a hidey hole. Or a, like a or a hidden staircase or all those all those just like, even um, like I mean okay so like I I feel like there's a hierarchy of these things we've talked mm-hmm. about the monk hole I think having a way to get out of your house and move a distance away even if it's not inhabitable per se is right. just a smart idea. Yeah. right every house every house has to have uh, two means of egress like in case right. of a fire right you got to have a way to get out that just makes sense tunnel to the back nine to, to the back nine but you also i mean don't you need an existential means of egress what if you just need to get away from you what if you just need to be somewhere so i think uh, you got you get a monk hole and that can be a very modest monk hole but it doesn't have to be like a full on like hallway like a james bond hallway although that would be really nice that would be nice then you get i think you can think about and again, this is not as spectacular, but certainly like hidden panels, like what's the first thing you do in d and d? you go in a room and you search for for like doors and panels, right? yeah, yep. some place where you could put stuff. I think a secret hallway feels like a really smart grown up thing to put in your house. A way to get Me from here too. to there that's just for you
1: is a very, very good idea my aunt my aunt's beach house uh the entire Inside of the house, and I'm talking about walls and ceiling, was painted beadboard. hmm And it's a style of Oregon Beach House um, that I think is a, is an uh, imitation of a style of Cape Cod Beach House. Except because it was Oregon. You know, like, Oregon in, the, in 1890 really wanted to be Cape Cod in 1790. Mm-hmm. And so they they built like whole communities, including the little town of Gearhart, Oregon, in imitation of this. You know, like weathered cedar shingles and uh, and this. But the thing about Cape Cod, and I don't think a lot of people know this, is that the mm. beach houses of of the East Coast, the vacation homes of the East Coast, often not even beach ones, but like up in Maine and out mm. on the coast, a lot of them are uninsulated. Like it's just the out walls and then the the beams, you know the yeah. The, I, I've been then, in a lot
0: of vacation homes in pretty nice areas that are essentially like a hovel. A hovel, yeah, just a fucking. It's a hut.
1: Like almost almost like a lean-to. Except when you look at these on Cape Cod from outside, they're three stories tall. They look like beautiful, elegant homes. It's just that the inside isn't done. Hmm. And what and because what they do is that the end of the season, the last day of summer. Uh, They lock the door and they don't come back Mm -hmm. until May or June. And it seems crazy to me. And from the Northwest perspective, it's never consistently, the weather is never consistent enough here that you would build a house like that. I mean, we don't have air conditioning anywhere, but we certainly do put insulation in things. Mm -hmm. So the Oregon Beach House has insulated walls, but beadboard, floor to ceiling and also the ceiling. And in this house, it was painted kind of dark green. The beadboard was dark green. Upstairs, the beadboard was all painted a a bright and cheery cream yellow. Mm -hmm. But what it meant was, because the beadboard is just panels, they had a few different places where if you kind of pressed on the wall, (sighs) it would go punk and you, this wall would just open. Oh, my God. And that's where their liquor cabinet was. Oh, my God. Behind a wall next to the fireplace, <sighs> if you just, like, leaned on it, it would go pop, pop. And then the wall opened, and it was full of booze. You got a liquor hole. But the, the problem was, over the course of 50 years of living there, they that was a popular place. Mm-hmm. And so there's a spot mm-hmm. where you get wear and tear. You get a little yeah, bit of a, wear, yeah, 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 yeah. 10,000 yeah. hands had mm-hmm. pressed against T- the, the same, hole. Mm-hmm. And so there's basically like a, like a, bra- like a sort of a gray hand shaped stain in the paint. Yeah. That, that's Re- bad opsec. Yeah. Cause yeah, now exactly, you can tell. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think you also, if you're going to do it that way, you also have to carry a hanky with you. Okay. Well, it should be like a hanky on a string. Well, I mean, I think you're, you're probably establishing one of the
0: guidelines for this kind of thing, which is that, you know, have it be commensurate with how secret you need it to be, how much it's used, Uh-huh. uh-huh. right? So if you're the kind of person, like uh, we were recently um, looking at cat boxes, n- new litter box, and the, you can get some various, obviously you can get self-cleaning litter boxes, you can spend a lot of money. Some people want a litter box that also doubles as like an end table or a nightstand. Oh, who which kind wants of, that? Well, I'm not here to judge, but that, that for me kind of feels like the worst of all worlds. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, if it's something where like you wouldn't want your refrigerator to be invisible, like, you know, that's not hiding anything from anybody.
1: Although you do see those kitchens where you walk in and you're like, where's the refrigerator? Well, yeah. Wh- 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 which of these things are doors for something? Yeah. And it just they they made it look like a cupboard. Or I don't something. like that. That's that's a little cute for my liking. Well, yeah, because what are you ashamed to have a refrigerator? Why would you mask it? Yeah, right. we all have them. Yeah, it's just it's just nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, w- but like what
0: what I mean, so in the hierarchy though, then so you got you you move up, you get monkholes. I, I know I realize the monkholes are very ambitious project. You probably want to undertake from the very design of the house, but like you know, a secret panel, you get into like a hidden corridor and i would call it a corridor but like a secret room it doesn't even need to really it doesn't need to be like a v for vendetta room it doesn't need to be like an entire like like secret den in fact i think it would be less detectable from people who are like going and looking at your uh, plans right you you don't want it to be too detectable there's probably some kind of illusion you can use with with false walls and depths and assumptions and visual uh, illusions and tricks but i'm talking about like a room that's big enough to have like like a like just I don't
1: know, even just like a chair in it, but a place to lay down would be nice too. The first thing I do <clears throat> when I'm in a space for any length of time is I walk around trying to make sure that the physical space as I perceive it from yes. outside comports with the the way that the space is configured 100%.
0: inside. 100%. I do exactly right? I don't talk about it, but I do the same thing I learned this in the Amityville Horror. When you read the Amityville <laughs> Horror, you realize there could be a secret red room in your basement that you don't know about until it's 3.15 a.m., right? Right. You want not know? Want that. No, 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 uh, no alarms and no surprises. I right. want to know what I'm dealing with here. And so you could do that. And, you know, and again, uh, to, to talk to another movie, you look at uh, the, uh, the Watchmen movie where Rorschach takes out his tape measure. He, he has an airsats tape measure to figure out where the comedian is hiding his costume and photos. So there even something like that, I would take a hidden panel in my closet. I would put my trophies and my, and my pictures of Silk
1: Spectre 1 in there. I would totally do that. I Well, and also, <clears throat> who doesn't want a thing where you open a wall and it's full of machine guns? Machine guns, newspaper clippings, maybe uh, 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 things you've received from the mayor? I think I've told you before about the house in Sun Valley I went to with my friend Trevor, where his uncle, after we were smoking cigars after our steak dinner, he said, you want to see my gun? room mm. and we went upstairs this is back before <laughs> gun room was a thing where you would go like oh no are you a murderer this <laughs> right. this was this was back when it was like gun room yeah you are it, it, didn't, you're... it didn't used to be the last thing you'd hear <laughs> no it was like you're a top shelf gentleman and we went upstairs and into his bedroom he had a big big house in, in uh, Sun Valley, and we walked through some door in his closet and then through a secret door oh, into on. an entire room, no. a full on bedroom sized room full <sighs> of machine guns. Oh, man. And he wasn't a survivalist or anything like that. Mm. He was just a rich dude. He was probably an eccentric. A rich eccentric that mm-hmm. Trevor was like, oh, that's my, that's my uncle with the, you know, like, rolled his eyes. But when we, came, when we went to Sun Valley, this uncle was like, yeah, Trevor's here with his friends. And he just, like, we couldn't pay for anything. He treated us like big shots. Steak and cigars. And he also had a room full of guns. Oh. And probably a room full of gold bars that he didn't show us. That's what he showed. Exactly. Yeah. <coughs> this episode of Roderick
0: on the Line. Is brought to you in part by Mac Weldon. You can learn more about Mac Weldon right now by visiting macweldon.com. Guys, I'm a huge fan of Mac Weldon's clothes. I buy an unconscionable amount of their stuff using my very own American money. It's true, I'm wearing Mac Weldon as we speak. Don't be creepy. Mac Weldon makes stuff like shirts, pants, hoodies, socks, and yes, their internationally famous underwear. These pieces are all just insanely comfortable. They're sturdy and well made. They fit great, they look very handsome, and they feel amazing to wear. Real talk. Today I want to talk to you once again about Mack Weldon's shirts, because that's my favorite. That's, that's, uh, I have so many of these, it's really, really weird. They make something called the Pima Long Sleeve T-Shirt. I'm not comfortable admitting how many of these I own, but let's just say I have sacks and stacks of them. Many, many. They are literally my daily go-to top layer, and unless the occasion demands it, You'll more often than not find me in one of these boys every day. They are the best. Right now, you can hear it. That's it. Close. I know this sounds like a weird one, but I love their plain white T-shirts. It's so hard to find a white T-shirt that you like. They get so gross. They're so skinny and they get all balled up and untucked. Mm-mm. Not at Mac Weldon. These are hearty, well-tailored shirts with a nice long tail. Keeps it tucked in like you're a big boy. I switched to these last year. Threw out all my other shirts with the disgusting yellow pit stains. Since then, I've never looked back. Mac Weldon. And then, of course, yes, there are their magical underpants. Mack Weldon has a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, and that means they eliminate odor. They want you to be comfortable. So if you don't like your first pair, you can keep it. They'll refund your money. No questions asked. This is insane. Mac Weldon, you guys, listen, please go. You head over to MacWeldon.com. Go have a look around. Look at these shirts. Look at these underpants. When you found something you like and you're ready to check out, use our very special promo code, R-O-T-L, just like it sounds, R-O-T-L, and you're going to get 20% off your order. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Right. That's, that's the room that he showed you. Yeah. Now Okay, now let me ask you this. Is it... Mm, how does one put this? Where is the line in deciding what you offer up to people vis-a-vis showing your secret things? Because it seems to me somebody who's offering to show you their secret things may not be so good at keeping a secret. Or do you think it's like a false flag operation? He's, he's showing you the little gun room. He's never going to show you where
1: the big gun room is. My sense of that, <clears throat> because this was in the 1980s, mm-hmm. my sense of that is that at the time, conspiracy was not, Uh, A mainstream thing. No, it wasn't. I I remember, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I remember very
0: specifically, I was working at my parents' restaurant, and there was a guy who pulled me aside. He was a regular customer every Saturday night, and he asked me what I knew about the Trilateral Commission. uh Uh-huh. And I said, I said, can I get you more water? And he said, do you understand what the Trilateral Commission is? And I said, I do not know what the Trilateral Commission is. And, and this is going to surprise you, but at length, he told me what the Trilateral Commission is. And that I was my first, my first hands-on exposure to conspiracy culture was probably 1979 or 80. I, I, don't think, I don't think it became such a thing until maybe even Waco. Like, I don't think that... Normal people would look at something like that and go, you are a loon.
1: Yeah, well, because because the 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 great conspiracies all were uh, anti-Semitic, right? I mean, you were you had to you already had established yourself. If you were talking about the Trilateral Commission, mm-hmm. there was an eighty percent chance that you were going to start talking about the Rothschilds. Oh,
0: and you get into in a, uh, what Zionism.
1: Yeah, and in a winky winky kind of way. Okay. Okay. Um, right. You know the protocols of the elders of Zion was J- like
0: JFK. Well, so that was
1: right. I think JFK that was, the was the first
0: great, probably the first. I mean, after after, let's be honest, after the Judaism issue, JFK has got to be one of the first truly great white
1: people conspiracies. Right. Where the where the I mean, the CIA, the Cubans, Lyndon Johnson, mm-hmm. the like uh, the people that manage Wiggly Piggly, like everybody was involved. It's all connected. I have to look at this red yarn. But in the in the 80s and into I think the first conspiracy book I read uh that was not, that wasn't like a mainstream conspiracy like who shot JFK was a book called Behold the Pale Horse. Oh yeah, you've talked about this. Remind me about this. Yeah, and Behold the Pale Horse was written by one of these guys, probably the same guy that that wouldn't let you finish your busboy rounds. Mhm. Because he wanted to talk about the trial. It's, it's all connected, John. Everything's connected. But, but this was the first book, I think, that made that argument that it's all connected, and it goes down throughout the book, and it and it talks about all of the conspiracies, the flat earth, the under the under the ice, uh, UFO, secret government. Has
0: that been around for a
1: while? The lizard people. Uh, yeah, hmm. it has, and and this guy took it all and put it together you know as you know with a conspiracy it there only has to be loose association well well, if it was an obvious
0: association it wouldn't be a conspiracy (laughs) do you know what kind of do you know what kind of like self-knowledge insanity it takes to take in that much disparate information and stay a sane person it takes a
1: very strong character john it does it does and and the it's funny because yesterday i posted without comment a mm-hmm. couple of graph, uh, a couple of graphs. I put that up some I infographics. Found. Mm-hmm. I put on some up some infographics that I found uh, as I was uh, watching the internet go. As mm-hmm. I was watching it roll on, roll on, steam rolling on. Mm. I found these infographics on Vox dot com, and one of and they were two very interesting ones. It was just like gun ownership on one axis uh, to violent deaths on another axis by state mm-hmm. and by and by country by nation. And you know, predictable results, right? Mm-hmm. The the states that had more gun ownership had more mm-hmm. gun deaths. I know that's a radical. I mean, you, you're not even drawing a conclusion from it. It's just a data, mm-hmm. right? And the countries that had more guns had more gun deaths. And, there, and there's the not states. there's not
0: a graphic indicating how many good guys with guns uh, bring up that uh, save rate.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't. And it and uh, and. To be honest, it does not uh, make a distinction between gun deaths, suicide deaths and violent crime deaths. Biggest cause. Mm-hmm. And and um and there was and it was hilarious because, you know, at first, of course, my Twitter followers, the initial wave of them are like, wow, you know, this should this is a wake up call or, you know, it was like the the sort of Twitter responses that are validating. The, the amplifi- amplifying preaching to the choir ones. Mm-hmm. And then it got into that realm of internet professor. Oh, and the, boy. Here he comes. And the first and, and, and people who are like, I'm not a statistician, but I play one on TV. Yeah. And I got the first reply where the replier used the word causation. And I was like, in before correlation does not equal causation. Like, I wanted to get in before that in mm-hmm. the, in the, in the uh, 4chan parlance because lol. And the, the first ones were these people that were like, interesting correlation. Mm-hmm. And I was like, uh, uh, is, that feels like a dog whistle. Mm-hmm. But then out it goes into the world, and pretty soon it's one of those things that has found its way to people that are that are sitting on their branches out in the out in the dirt, <laughs> and there's no like <laughs> they lost I, their t- they lost their toads, <laughs> too. I made no comment on these graphs, mm-hmm. and within the graphics themselves, there's no commentary. Mm-hmm. It's just simply a a line. Turns on out graph. when there's more rain, things get wet. <laughs> that's right. It's just a thing. And people started arguing. They started arguing with, ah. the, with the graphic because they started arguing with the implication that they drew from the graphic. And gradually, little by little, came this wave of correlation does not equal causation. And what that is, is the, that's another one of these things like Ad hominem attack or straw man fallacy, uh, where you get a term and it's used enough that it is disseminated out to a group of people that don't really know how to use it, but they but now they're employing it as a way of like like during the during the last election, the number of times I read the word straw man. Mm-hmm. Um, even referring to things that was like, well, that's what, no, that's actually not, I mean, it, you, it is a fallacy. It's just not that one. But well, so, it's, one of those, it's one of those ones like, like, uh, the one, the classic
0: hit for me is just introducing the notion of hypocrisy. It's one of those, it's in your quiver as one of those things that will just shut down the conversation. And you may yeah. not understand why the conversation just shut down, but you feel, you get to feel like you won because you you, you said, you said, you said, uh, correlation.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And so that, I think, came as a result of people trying to talk to conspiracy theorists and say, well, I mean, I see there is some correlation here, but it but it doesn't that doesn't mean that there's causation here. And the conspiracy theorists got that and they were like, hmm, that's. That shut me down that time. I didn't know what that meant. So now I'm going to I'm going to turn that around. Right. And now all the conspiracy theorists are using it or or rather all the like nuts are using it to to argue with graphs. Right. Argue with like not just statistics. It's the price um, of freedom, John. It was really an interesting... Price of freedom. It was really an, an interesting, like, three hours, because it... The you price just, of free, it's the price, price of freedom, John. <laughs> in, order to have, in order to have the freedom to have
0: guns for no particular reason, we need to understand that some people are going to die from guns, because that's the price of freedom. It is. Price, it of is freedom. The price of freedom.
1: It is the price of freedom. The price well, of freedom. And the thing you know, the other thing you have to remember is that people die.
0: Mm. Oh, that's not you just a correlation. Yeah, well, and the thing you is... You go to sleep not. and there's no snow, and then,
1: then you wake up and everybody's been shot. That's a correlation. It's not the gun. Mm. It's the... Bullet that kills people. So what are you going to do, Merlin? You going to make bullets illegal? What are you going to do? You going to you going to you
0: going, going, going to take physics and make it illegal? You can't land on a fraction. Lol. Cars kill people. You going to make cars illegal? Law. <laughs> Your argument is invalid, sir. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you in part by RX Bar. You can learn more about RX Bar right now by visiting rxbar.com slash r o t l. This is a new sponsor, and we are very very excited to have them. I am a fan of RX Bar. Let me tell you a little bit about what this is. Rx Bar is a whole food protein bar. And what does that mean? It means that their bars are made with 100% whole ingredients. Rx Bar wants to be transparent and upfront with their customers, which is why they label the core ingredients right on the front of the package. And the ingredients that make up the texture and taste on the back, it's all there. Things like 100% real cacao. I think that's how you pronounce that. Cacao, coconut, what have you. All I know is they're yum's delicious. Beyond being a go-to snack that checks off a number of nutritional boxes, RX bars actually taste delicious. This is true. They found creating a bar made from real, whole food ingredients actually tastes better than anything out there. They don't need the fillers, they don't need the additives, they don't need the chemicals, or the added sugar. And here, here's the thing. The core ingredients, they do all the talking. It says it right on the front. It's simply like eating three egg whites, two dates, and six almonds with no BS. That means bad stuff. (laughs) Oh, that's fun. Turns out that real food ingredients actually do taste good. You can actually taste the cacao the real fruit, and the spices, like sea salt. Mm. So whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit flavors, there's an RX bar for you. 11 delicious flavor varieties, and they're all gluten-free, soy-free, dairy-free, no added sugar, no artificial colors, artificial flavors, preservatives, or fillers. You got egg whites for protein, dates to bind it, and the nuts are for texture. RX bars are great. I, here's the thing. I, I, My pal Dan introduced me to these things, and I was very skeptical. He told me about this a few months ago. I thought, what the heck, I'll try it. And I got totally hooked. See, I do this dumb thing where, mm, how does one say, I forget to eat all day long. It gets to, gets to be like two or three o'clock. I forget to eat. And what am I going to do? I'm going to go eat like a, like a whole, like a, like a jar of chow mein. No, I go and I have this ready supply right here, right here on my desk. You can hear it. I got these wonderful chocolate sea salt RX bars. I have a pile of them right here on my professional podcasting desk. Now, one's my favorite. I'll have those for a go-to snack that'll uh, tide me over till dinner. Uh, a lot of people also like the mixed berry and the apple cinnamon. To each his or her own, we always say here on Roderick Online, RX bars. For 25% off your first order, we want you to go over to rxbar.com slash ROTL and use the very special promo code ROTL, just like it sounds at checkout. That'll get you 25% off your first order, rxbar.com slash ROTL. Our thanks to them for joining us as a new sponsor, for supporting Roderick Online, and all the great shows.
1: <laughs> yeah, here's, Next. Here's, a, here's a picture of Nick Thune with an eagle for a hat. Your argument is invalid. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. So, anyway, but I I, I want to return just for a moment to your search for a cat box. Yeah. Have you ever... I've seen a lot of cat boxes advertised as Mm smell-free, smell-proof, and um, I've never actually seen a cat box in the wild that was truly smell-proof. I've seen smell-proof self-cleaning cat boxes in the wild, Mm -hmm. but they smell like cat boxes. Yeah. Do you know of in all this technology so we we put a man on the moon right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we we have invented the roomba mm-hmm. can't put metal in the microwave but you can't put metal in the microwave also a microwave cannot cook the center of a lasagna no matter how long you put it in there that's i, I have seen that just that's not correlation that's just a fact yeah so yeah oh you guys are you you're real smart you got a thousand oh. rams in your computers yeah figure this out but yeah. how the fuck do you cook the inside of a of a, a lasagna you can't do it yeah but why has, there not, why has Elon Musk or someone or the, or the dude bro from Snapchat, yes. why did he make those sunglasses instead of actually inventing a way to own a cat and not have your house smell like a cat's anus?
0: Oh, uh, let me piggyback on that. Why would anybody spend money putting in fucking granite counters in their kitchen when they could use that money to make a secret room? Whoa. Right? Oh, how about I, I you know what, I want everything in my kitchen to be invisible. I don't want doors. I don't want to see doors, but I can't can't afford a hidden room. Here's the thing. Uh, I think there's two ways to look at smell, at least two ways to look at smell. And the one way, the one that people think about is, ooh, my cat makes a tinkle in a duty in a box. Right. And I don't want to smell it. No. Right? I think that's, when most people talk about that, I think that's what they mean. In our case, it's that uh, as much as one does not want to be led around by one's cat, one's cat decides... Whether or not that box will accommodate its blessing. Oh, and I see so what you're saying. And so the other kind of smell is, maybe the cat doesn't like the way that thing smells. So, although the, the pleasant knock on effect of frequently changing or, uh, you know, sifting out the cat box, a nice knock on effect of that is your house does not smell like ammonia as much. But right. the important thing is you make sure you maintain a high level of confidence and dignity with your cat, that your cat knows that, that he or she or they can, can go into the box. And offer up their blessing in a way that won't be disturbing to them,
1: has it ever occurred to you, or does it appeal to you at all to be one of those people that teaches their cat to crouch on the toilet seat and go to the bathroom in the toilet? I'm intrigued by the people who do mm-hmm. and i i've uh, I've done a little bit of scholarship about cat training
0: i don't I don't hold that it is impossible uh it's probably difficult, but I think if you if you're the kind of person that really wants to train a cat, maybe you can, or mm-hmm.
1: more importantly, maybe you can convince yourself you 've trained the cat <laughs> if you 're the kind of person who wants to think that you 've trained a cat yes I like that it 's kind of
0: it 's a kind of feline suggestibility i 'm not against it and i 'm not saying it doesn 't exist don't don't email me. Yeah. Uh, but what we were looking for was, we have an old cat who's, who's got a lot of problems. And um, at one point, uh, why did we do this? Basically, we wanted to have a box that she would enjoy using and that we ideally wouldn't have to see and smell. So we've tried some different ones. Now, we're going to get a lot of letters about this uh, because Uh-oh. you can actually plunge a lot of money. I have friends who have the very expensive self-cleaning boxes that look like a space capsule. Uh huh. And you just spend and,
1: you just spend four figures on something like that. And those work; they are they're useful devices. Well,
0: they, see, they, they they think they work. They tell you uh-huh. that they work, but I mean that's a lot like training a cat.
1: Yeah, right. That's the thing, right? They tra- they tell you it works, but how much how much side maintenance are they doing that they're not acknowledging? John, is there any chance that it could just be cat correlation? Uh, cat correlation is not cat causation. Rowan. It could be a cat availability heuristic,
0: right? It could what? be a cat confirmation from... bias. It could be a cat hominem argument.
1: Well, there it is cat confirmation bias because they're, uh, Toxoplasma trichinosis. Tytoplasma Tri- trichinosis, and also,
0: yeah, you know, I mean, like, uh, you know, uh, who knows?
1: Who knows? The cat has you convinced mm-hmm. that the smell of the cat is important. Hmm. Right? The cat, the cat's like, you love the smell, you love the smell. So maybe, hmm, who's training whom? Maybe it's training question. That's a, that was uh, one of my favorite late period Aretha Franklin songs. Mm-hmm. Who's, tra- who, who, Who's who? training? Who's training?
0: Who? I don't know why we have animals in our house. I, I but the idea of having like the, the some of the photographs of these cat boxes are very very funny. Just like the idea, like you get your lamp up on the table and you see this little head sticking out. Oh yeah, this is my ship box. I put
1: a light on. <laughs> I uh, <clears throat> I visited a cat last night. Oh, that I used to own. Oh, Um, after my wonderful cat, my beloved cat Lewis was killed, I was uh, despondent and a friend of mine had a cat uh, that was the, this friend of mine was in a love relationship with a guy that I know. I know them both. They're both friends of mine. Uh, And it turned out that they, and then uh, they had a baby, a beautiful, beautiful baby. And then it turned out that the guy, uh, didn't really want to like be tied down by a bunch of rules. Oh man. And so they're always trying to tie it down with rules. I know rules and stuff. And so their relationship ended and as a parting gift to kind of like maybe salve the wound, of him just moving into an apartment across town and getting a girlfriend, he got them a cat Hmm. that they didn't want. I'm trying to follow this. It was like a lovely parting gift? It was sort of like, oh, uh, you know, brought it home, gave the cat to the little girl, Mm. like, sweetie, I got you this wonderful gift. You take care of this now. Yeah, and the mom was like, we didn't want a cat. Yeah, And if we had wanted a cat, it wouldn't be that cat. We didn't even get to choose the cat. And he dropped the cat off and then was never seen again. That, at that's least definitely terms, a certain kind of genre of gift. Here you have yeah, this. Yeah. And it and it's not that he was never seen again. I see him all the time. It's just that he never was seen again in the context of the cat. <laughs> and <laughs> He's this an was absent cat father. This was one of those cats that was uh weaned too early. Uh it had it's a cat whose head is too small for its body. Oh no. Not like <laughs> microencephaly encephaly cat. Hi- hypo, but just, oh mic oh, micro. Okay. Oh nanocephalic. It, it was it was just a you know, some cats have proportions like anybody else, and I don't want to body shame this cat, but it's Mm-mm. just like an Good for like you. A, it's not the prettiest cat. No. Right? No. And what you wouldn't the, you wouldn't have picked it to bring into your home forever. This is not a cat I would have picked. This is a cat that my mom would suggest that you drown in a river. She's from yeah. Ohio. She is. She had twenty cats living under the corn crib, but that's a different thing. Um, And so the cat was one of those cats that if you touched it the first time, it would purr. If you touched it the second time, it would like rub up against your hand. And if you touched it the third time, it would grab you in its claws and bite you. I'm
0: not a a cat psychologist, but you think that comes from the weaning too early? It sounds like it has trust issues. In addition to have a uh, a tiny head, it sounds like it's got trust issues, because a cat is ultimately a wild animal. It wants
1: to be wild. That's right. And this cat did have trust issues. This cat was purchased or scavenged by this guy who immediately handed it over to a one and a half year old and Boy, how did that uh, day start and uh, and a woman that didn't want it there but I think it was already this way so the cat stayed with them for a while <clears throat> and, and was the guy little... gone at this point or was he still in evidence no no he
2: left he immediately he brought a
0: cat into the house and like dropped it off and said here this is me now like this is, this is your right.
1: new <laughs> this, <laughs> this is your, is your new, new dad, dad. Your new." <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I think he sees her on Wednesdays and Sundays, but that's, the cat's cat... nice. That's sweet. And the and so uh this little girl, you know, these are progressive people. These are mm. good friends of mine and progressive people. And they were uh one of the uh, uh they were one of the parents who uh taught their pre-verbal child sign language. Oh, right. Because of the you know, because of the understanding that a child can communicate before they can talk. Mm-hmm. And so they taught the the baby how to sign like hungry and tired and stop condescending to me mad Mm -hmm. and like you know you're not the boss of me and whatever else (laughs) um and so uh the mom my 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 pal came into the room one time to find the cat like claws in each side of the baby's head like like cat biting the 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 baby's pate he made the baby into prey while the baby was signing, frantically signing, stop, oh, stop, stop, stop. no, stop, oh, stop, no, stop. no. I hate that image. It's terrible. And the cat didn't stop because the cat didn't speak baby sign language. The cat, the cat did not speak baby sign language. They should and have the ta- ba- ta- See, they should have taught the baby cat sign language. <laughs> well, and this is the thing. They taught the baby sign language. They didn't, I guess, communicate to the baby that she needed to be looking at someone while signing. Um, uh, and uh, so that they could see her. She was just like, signing she's talking stop. She's talking to herself with her hands. Yeah, she was talking to the to the walls. Ugh. And so the mom immediately called me and said, we need your help, uh, and that help is get this cat out of here. Got to do an extraction. And I said, I'll be there in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so I came over <laughs> with a... Um, I came up with a perp- cardboard. Your purpose-built cat extraction vehicle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I had it. It was a. It was like a geek squad. It's not a siren. Uh, it Volkswagen. actually meows. It actually does meow.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I showed up with a cardboard box and a roll of masking tape. Fifteen minutes, huh? <laughs> was i've been waiting for this call it was already <laughs> sitting by the front door for other reasons i was like i'll, I'll take this uh box and this roll of masking tape mm-hmm. so i show up over there and here's this cat who now just seems demure and the and the baby the cat
0: doesn't know it's bad
1: we, we, we put that on the cat the cat's fine and you know i am a cat whisperer that's why she called me mm-hmm. and so i'm there and and i do the thing that a cat whisperer does which is not approach the cat you just sit and start making pleasant chit chat with the with the other humans mm-hmm. let the cat find you the cat's going to find you the cat's not unaware that you're there it's curious it just needs its time so mm-hmm. i'm talking mm-hmm. to the to the grown up and you know, and interacting with the child, and they both have a look of desperation in their eyes, like like a Stockholm syndrome situation. Like everything's fine, everything's fine, but they're they're eyeballing me. Oh, like, when their
0: adrenaline you, must just be pumping.
1: Yeah, when are you going to get this this monster out of here? Right. And I'm, <clears throat> you know, I'm like uh, I'm like the bus driver in um in the, uh, the Dustin Hoffman movie uh one the wild Graduate? day. Uh, no, the one uh, where, he, uh, Seinfeld. Where, he, where he walks around the streets shouting, Attica, Attica. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Dog Day Afternoon. Dog Day Afternoon. I'm mm-hmm. like, the, I'm like the, the cop bus driver that, that fooled the audience in the big twist at the end of the movie where, when they replaced oh, the Oh, I see. I, so, spoiler alert, you're the sleeper cell. I'm the sleeper cell.
0: Or something. You're at least in disguise. So, but you know in your cat training that,
1: that like you need to come in and play it off legit. The only way to make friends with the cat is to not pay any attention to the cat. That's right. And so the cat eventually finds me and I pick the cat up and the cat is, you know, the cat gives me two, three pats and then is biting me and clawing me, Mm -hmm. but in a way that it thinks is fun. And I'm like, you know, Kitty, I've been clawed by, by bigger cats than you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I gradually just maintaining friendly eye contact with my friend and her daughter. I take the cat. I put the cat in the box
0: now you make that sound cat, so simple. Did you scoop it? Did you did you grab
1: it by the by the scratch? Well, I, I already had the cat in in my lap. Oh, uh, you're doing like a blowfeld pet. Yeah. Okay. And then the cat a blowfeld pet that's attacking you. Okay. And I put the cat in the box. Now the cat did not expect the box. <laughs> the cat never expects the box. Mm-mm. If you leave a box out, a cat mm-hmm. will go into it. But the cat expects that box. Mm-hmm. Mm. So if you go, if you try and approach that box with the cat in it and like close up the box, it depends on the cat. Mm-hmm. That, that's going to work sometimes, but in this instance, it was like, "Hey, cat, why don't you go in this box for a little bit?" Mm-hmm. I put the cat in the box and then I tried to seal the box with masking tape, <laughs> loosely. Mm-hmm. Sure. Right, but you got it—is well, it like a, a standard cardboard Amazon-style box with four flaps? That's right. Oh, boy. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried to seal a cat in a car. Oh, cardboard I've tried to seal some cats. Tape. Yeah. Uh, but the cat was not into it, and masking tape is not sufficient. You, you know, you, you're never really, truly ready for a motivated cat. That's right. That's yeah. right.
0: Uh, it A motivated like, I, cat moves in ways that are very unpredictable. Uh-huh. The best you can do is like a, like a blanket party. The best you can do is like basically throw it in a sack, which I've done. I have thrown a cat in a sack. It's, yeah. it's, it's You need to really like overwhelm the cat so quickly that there's no part of their body. They're like you know like any kind of a pest. If they can get their head out, the whole body will come out. That's exactly and right. You've got to get four flaps down and tape it.
1: It was very hard. And oh god. I, I mean, I read a. A thread on Quora the other day where some <laughs> European smarty pants was like, why are American cops so rough? And then, of course, there was the predictable answer from a bunch of cops. let's just, just, cor- just correlation. <laughs> yeah. One of the cops was like, I'd like to propose a thought experiment. Why don't you go wherever you are and find the smallest per- person you know? Just the one that you think is like the smallest, least physically imposing person you know. Now, try to put handcuffs on them if they don't want you to. Yeah. Where neither one of you get hurt. I challenge you. Go do it now. Find the smallest person. I mean, that's not a child. The smallest adult person and try and put handcuffs on it. You're saying
0: uh, you go and apprehend a twink.
1: Well, now that's not a word we can use anymore. We don't use that word anymore. I can't say twink because it's not part of your Okay, Okay,
0: let's say you've got to... um, You get get a slender boy. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh Yeah, like like, yeah that sounds bad
0: too. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't think so. Maybe we should so. avoid the whole cop thing. Let's just agree. It's very difficult to get a cat into a box. Uh, and tape
1: so it. I get this cat in the box. I put enough masking tape over it that it is just an initial level. And are, maybe. A
0: coming out of the crack?
1: Well, at the very first, I think I had successfully convinced the cat it was a game. Mm-hmm. Oh. But then I pick the box up and I am saying au revoir to my friends as I'm hustling to the door with the cat in the box and the cat then realizes the jig is up and he's trying to get nothing to lose. He's trying to get out of that box. Sure. And once we get outside, I don't want to let the cat out of the box outside because it's not an outside cat. So I'm on my way to the car and I'm trying to keep the cat immediately has nine paws, right? Like how are, how do, how are all these paws getting out of this? box. There's like, I can count nine paws as it's just thrashing and rowing. Well, I get it to the, I get it to my car and I get the cat in the car and then I don't care if it gets out of the box because the car is a contained environment. All I have to do is get the cat in the box one more time. I get it in the car. I take it. I, I, and I get in the car. Okay. And she puts a bunch of cat accoutrement in the trunk and she's so grateful. She's like, thank you, thank you oh, so you've much. <clears> oh, <throat> you've collected all the cat's things. All the cat's luggage okay. in the trunk. The cat and I go home. The cat is walking around my car, rowing at me. I'm only grateful that it is a girl cat because she's not, like, pissing on everything mm-hmm. in, in that kind of fury piss that only a cat can do. Mm-hmm. Like a dog does a defensive spray. Or a scared spray. Or scared spray, right, that's, but it't I, like, I
0: think that's the that's what a cat does when it feels threatened,
1: but a cat's an asshole, right yeah, cats so are it, all assholes. it feels threatened just because you're like you put it in a car in a box covered with masking tape mm-hmm. anyway, I get it home, and um I get the cat in the in the house, and the cat and I began to live together and <laughs> The cat. Did you reach an accommodation? Well, so so the cat is named Lucy, and I could never separate the cat's name from Lucille Van Pelt because they basically have the same personality. The cat is deceptive. The cat is like you know, like it's one of those cats where you wake up in the morning, you stumble down the stairs, uh, pour yourself a cup of ambition, yawn, stretch, try to you know come to life, and. This cat leaps out from behind, leaps out from its secret room, which you weren't even aware existed, and claws the shit out of your ankles while you're not ready. And now you're in a Clouseau and Cato type situation. <laughs> it's exactly right. Where the cat, the cat thinks that it's funny to come attack you and then rage off into the night, and so you're always walking around the house with your ankles and wrists are are always like covered with scratches. And you have, I mean, I had cat scratch fever the entire time. Cat scratch fever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's better than Wango Tango.
2: Mm. It's
1: a I great riff. I don't know where they it's come a...
0: from, but they sure do come.
1: <laughs> it's a great riff, Nuge. That is a really good riff. Um, so eventually... So you're getting scratched by Cato. Yeah. Eventually yeah. I'm like, Cat, Lucy, Lucy Cat, she lived here for about six months. I was like, "Lucy, I just I find this relationship just isn't going anywhere. Like I'm not falling in love with you. I mean, I fell in love with Lewis the day he showed up."
0: Yeah, I'm just not Sometimes it's I'm not just,
1: meant sometimes it's just not meant to be. I'm not bonding with you, sweetheart. Mhm. And I said, "You're going to go live on a farm." And in this case, oh, the no. farm, the farm is my mom's house. Oh, I see. It's it's a metaphorical metaphorical farm. That's right, because my mom had 20 cats living under the corn crib, and only Mm -hmm. two of them had names. She knows what to do with a disagreeable cat. She's not going to train you to go to the bathroom in a toilet. She just doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that, like, lack of care kind of extends in all directions. So the cat went to live with my mom, and my mom was fine. She was fine. The cat was fine. I I think Lucy understood, as all animals do, that you do not jump out from behind a piece of furniture and claw my mom. Oh, boy.
0: Well, you do it once.
1: It's not a thing that you do. You do that one time, buddy. We had a cat <clears throat> um, that would not enter the living room. It knew. It knew it, better. It knew better than to go into the living room. And we would all be in the living room with the doors wide open on both sides. And the cat would... W- would come to the threshold of the living room and sit. Now, if you can train a cat to do that, mm. I will put in with you. You cannot train a cat to do it unless you are my mom. And she, ne- you know, she never hits an but animal. T- this she never is also it. This is also an important distinction, though, because training
0: is, meh, I'm going to get yeah. a book, and I'm going to get an audio book, and I'm going to watch some YouTube videos, and I'm going to train my cat. Or you could be the kind of person who
1: throws a certain shape where the cat just learns how to stay alive. Yeah, the cat was like <clears throat> entering that room puts me at risk somehow. I need I don't to get know my how. mind right. Yeah, psionic risk. Mm-hmm. Because the woman there, the woman what that is that is vibrating in colors that only I can see, mm-hmm. the woman that is making that is making noises at both ends of the sonic spectrum mm-hmm. that no human can hear. Mm-hmm. She comes in colors everywhere. Yeah, she will send Mind lightning at Uh me if I walk across this threshold, so I don't want that psionics. That's a good word for it Yeah, so and my mom uses psionics all the time. She uses it on I haven't haven't seen her in months and I get her psionics. Yeah, well, she's she walks around uh, and like um, You know like bad men uh, on the sidewalk in the middle of the night, will kind of step to the side and take their 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 balaclavas off on their way to their their uh, appointment, robbing stores. Milady, they'll they'll say good evening, ma'am, and, and uh, I carry
0: your groceries if you have
1: groceries. Yeah, beats the hell out of me how she does it. But uh, she eventually said, uh, "There is no, there is no magic to this cat." Mm. And if I'm going to feed and clothe uh, a worker, I would like that worker to be working in the mine. Mm. And and a cat has a job. And this cat is not performing uh, up to the standards of employment here. Well, right about that time, Eric Corson, bass player of The Long Winters, was spending a lot of time. At the house, because we had built a studio in our monk hole in the basement of her house, mm-hmm. we had a rock and roll monk hole down in the basement. No this one is else down by would... your
0: racks of glasses.
1: Yep. You yeah. The whole down room there. down there. We call it the red room, but it was mm. only because it had I had chosen for it bright red carpet. But the room itself was painted gunmetal gray. Mm-hmm. So it was already it was already creating like a disturbance in you even as you walked through the door. Like Mm -hmm. It it was like alert, 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 monk hole, monk hole. Eric loved it down there, and he he and I were spending a bunch of time down there uh, recording tambourine tracks on the unreleased fourth Long Winter's record. Um, Months and months. Anyway, Eric and Lucy uh, saw each other across a crowded dance floor Hmm. and moved through the crowd toward one another and met in the middle and were never to be apart wow. and lucy now to this day 10 years later lives happily with eric corson in his house in white center seattle and eric thinks about her and she thinks about him every minute of their lives and he and every morning he wakes up and uh, stumbles to the kitchen. She mm-hmm. attacks him and shreds his ankles. And he considers it the ultimate gesture of love. And he grabs her and goes, Oh, do do, putty, do do, do And she bites him and shreds him. And he goes, Dora, butter, gigi, gaga. And she loves him. I've never seen an animal love a person so much. So she she wasn't.
0: She wasn't doing it out of um, uh, malfeasant aggression.
1: No, that's just how she do. This is just a weaning thing. Uh, She didn't get enough. It's so important. Didn't get enough time with her mom. Mm. So I'm interacting with Lucy all the time because I've been over at Eric's house. Oh, really? And you know, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, it's fun. Hmm. Um, and my impression, of I mean, I've had more interesting interpersonal uh, interactions with a hard-boiled egg mm-hmm. than I have with Lucy. Do you see Lucy because, differently now?
0: I mean, now that you see Lucy in an accommodating environment, do you, do, you, do you see the cat differently? Well, when I
1: look into her eyes, deep into her eyes. Mm-hmm. Tiny little head. I see into infinity. Because between her eyes and infinity, there isn't anything. It just goes and goes. Is she an old soul? Uh, I don't know. I think that's part of the infinity. I think there's a soul in there. Okay. Okay. uh, And it may be that I don't see it because it's smaller than the space that it's meant to occupy. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, Mm. It's kind of like maybe it's down in the bottom and I can't quite see it. Okay. Okay. But she and Eric understand each other perfectly. And watching her be a a good house cat and a good studio cat and like a constant companion and friend, she she and Eric play this game. You know, he has one of those walk-around houses where you walk into the kitchen, then you can go down the hall, and then you come back into the living room, and, you know, you can go around in a circle. Oh, that's a nice plan. They play a game like a like an adult and a toddler where she follows him around the he, circle. Er, er, Eric's, and, the, Eric's the adult? Eric's the adult oh. in this case. Okay. She or Or actually depending... You know, it depends on who, how, how old the toddler is, and who, who's in charge of the game. Mm -hmm. But he'll, he'll go around, he'll sneak around until she's like, "Where'd he go?" And then she turns around and goes the other way, and then he turns around and goes the other way, and they'll, I'll sit in the living room and watch them play this game, and they're both having the time of their life. Wow. Um, and they're, you know, and Eric's like, "Where'd he go? Where? Where's the? Where's the kitty?" And she's Mm -hmm. like. Looking around this corner, look, and then she's like, "I'm going to get him this time." And goes this way, and I'm like, "This is amazing." Mm. I I feel like this is a YouTube channel uh, that, like, that they just haven't discovered yet. I mm-hmm. mean, this this could be a YouTube channel that had 40 million views. Yeah. Oh n- uh, no, question about it. He'd be he, well. They they would both be huge stars. So and of course in in Japan, a fat cat with a tiny head. There's probably a whole word for that. There's a word, and there's a fan fan group. you could probably get a pillow like that you can you sleep can, with get a pillow with it. Mm-hmm. fat cat with a tiny head in a bikini mm. and a tiny bikini <laughs> spiky blue hair <laughs> um, but it was it, it it has taught me you know it has taught me to believe in happy endings Oh, I should say so,
0: because I, know, I, I did not see it going this way, John no, I, I kind of like was that. Just, it seems like you just fire
1: it into the sun, my God. <laughs> I was prepared to take Lucy down to the Washington State Ferry system and take her on a ferry and then leave the ferry without her. And after a while the people that work on the ferry would after about 3 trips I think they'd be like is there a cat on the on this ferry? Yeah, it's like it's like a and little then, monkey's paw. Yeah, and then they would find a home for her. Right. This is or, yours now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right. A car would get on and the cat would jump in the car. I mean whatever it would be it'd be it would be one of those great adventure movies. But that's not what happened. It turned out that that all Lucy needed was Eric, and all Eric needed was Lucy. Mm. I don't like to talk about this because
0: it reveals something about myself. It reveals a lot of things about myself that I'm just—it's not very on brand for me, I hope. We heard that there's a thing you can get. When you have a pet, especially a cat, you hear about things that you can get. You hear about this from, like, news groups? yes sure friend circles you you hear yeah. about like oh you should get it this kind of scratching post you should get your cat this kind of a bowl so it doesn't get whisker fatigue you should get it this kind of a box you should get we heard about something called comfort zone comfort zone it looks like one of those modern uh Air freshener things, like a renews it kind of thing, where you plug it in, and yeah. basically it claims to release a relaxing scent that relaxes the cat. <laughs> we bought these.
1: <laughs> I didn't see that going neither did that way. J- Ask
0: me. Ask me a couple years ago if I would have seen this coming. Ask me if I'd have four. <laughs> uh, and so we got these and. <laughs> Are they different scents or is it the same scent? I don't know. I'm not a cat. Can you smell it? No, I don't even. It just uses electric as far as I know. It could be be glycerin in there. I don't know. But like Mm -hmm. we went through this time where the the cat has had a very traumatic life. She was bullied. She's old. She's funny looking. She's got a lot of problems. And then sometimes she'll just stand in the hallway and do this.
2: Meow. 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 (laughs) Up to
0: to 13 times. (laughs) Often at four in the morning. Uh And so my wife says to me, she says, well, maybe we should get some of these cat relaxers.
1: And I said... Do you what, think you know, she had a job in, like, a, a nuclear missile silo?
0: <laughs> she, she used to be a klaxon. <laughs> 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 we, and we got these. And, you know, you got to buy refills for them and stuff. Oh, yeah. And, and now, using you, now you're buying cat relaxer refills. We used it for a while. It ran out. I didn't give it much thought. But it was determined by members of our household that it made a difference. Really? And you know what? So we got more of them. I I now have a reminder every two weeks to check out. I actually have something I have to click that says check on cat relaxers. (laughs) These, These things only last two weeks? No, they last supposedly a month. This but, is the ultimate eel, Merlin. Oh, God, sing it, sister. I buy boxes have, of six. I buy them in six packs now. You have you have the greatest eel of all, the electric cat relaxers. I have to stop what I'm doing and walk around and unscrew the bulb of cat relaxer and put a fresh one on because it's been determined that it helps. Now, here's the funny part, and this is why I'm so simpatico with your cat training you type situation, which is I think they might work a little bit, but I can't <laughs> tell. I don't know if it's a toxoplasmosis. I don't know if it's love. I don't know what it is, but we now have cat relaxers, and I think it might work.
1: Does the cat continue to klaxon in the middle of the night? Look, this is
0: the problem. Now we don't know if it's the exception or the rule. Because sometimes she doesn't, and it's because she wants food. Other times it might be because she's lonely. I think it's because she's deaf and blind, although, candidly, (sighs) I'm the only one who thinks that. Right. She doesn't seem Maybe. to understand that. Uh, don't stop stepping right where I'm about to step, and then take take the next step to where I'm about to. And stop <laughs> seeming surprised. I've never <laughs> walked anywhere but where I walk all the time. And if you keep walking right where I'm walking, you're going to have surprise for the rest of, your, rest of your fucking life.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So that's the thing do, I do
1: now is do think, I refill those. Do you think it could be whisker fatigue? Well, we got the rules for that. <laughs>